Warning! Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause health problems including but not limited to impaired judgment, organ failure, projectile expulsion of Taco Bell, limp dick, distorted recognition of potential sexual partners, and poop. Lots of poop. Please enjoy this podcast responsibly. If you're happy and you know it, Papa Cook. If you're anxious and you know it, take a sip. If you're thirsty and you know it, your bottle surely show it. If you're happy and you know it. Hey, 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 all you wobbly winos, and welcome to Why, Why We're, we're whining. whining! The holiday bender taking you on an international wine adventure. Ooh, is this where we cue in the sleigh bells and jingle bells? Ding, 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 cha-cha-cha-cha. Sure. <laughs> Anything without a copyright. <laughs> I'm Tommy Lucas. And I'm Lucy Zukaitis. And uh, today is day two of our... Uh, Costco wine advent calendar sipping. Yes, it is. Yeah, and uh, what are we what are we drinking today, Lucy? Well, this is interesting, Tommy, because this is a sort of either or situation Ooh, we... where some people have one and some people have another, and I don't even know what you have, and I don't have anything because I'm still waiting <laughs> for my mother to deliver my calendar. Patty Zukaitis, she's clearly on the USPS postal schedule because she's already behind. <laughs> I remind her every day, don't worry. <laughs> so here I have the portrait of a wallflower. Is that is that one of the options? Yes. For day two, everyone should either have portrait of a wallflower or old soul. Are they both Merlots? Yeah, they're both Merlots. It's the same winemaker. It's, as far as I can tell, a very, very similar wine. Maybe even the same, just branded a little bit differently. Oh. This is from the region Pays d'Oc. Pédoc? Where is that? This is um, in southern France. And I actually had never heard of this, but have come to find out that it is a very ideal but underappreciated growing region. Oh, okay. So it's kind of undergoing a big overhaul right now and is very quickly gaining momentum and popularity. So we're probably going to start hearing about wine coming from this area more and more. I mean, like Merlot is a classic grape. But this yes. Is... So their whole thing there is like rethinking the potential of familiar oh. grapes. So, yeah, taking like these old grapes, as you say. <laughs> is that the title of my memoir, Old Grapes? <laughs> it's a reference to my testicles. Is that... <laughs> this is good stuff. Um, okay, so back to Pédoc. Pédoc. So in this region, we have very affordable land prices right now, at least, but probably not for long. Mm. And Mediterranean climate, which very much favors the consistent ripening of grapes. So this is starting to be like a major hotspot for experimentation and kind of progressive winemaking. Okay. Partly because all the youths are um, traveling abroad and bringing back new ideas, um, getting influenced from other wine regions all over the world, and coming back here to, you know, old world area, but giving it this sort of new flair. That was kind of like wet noodly, but that's okay. Go Um, ahead. It sounded good to me since I just have water over here. Um, So Merlot is another one. Often not my grape of choice. However, so often we are just exposed to the California Merlot. So now we're going France, 
But I don't know what to expect really here because it's not just old world. Like we're getting a little new business going on. So um, for Portrait of a Wallflower, Mm -hmm. we have our perfectly ripe grapes, temperature controlled fermentation, and then they use a combination of stainless steel and oak barrel aging for this Mm. one. Okay. And I'm not going to talk about any of the flavor profiles that they've discussed because I want to see what Tommy finds. Oh, it's like a quiz. I'm going to fail. (laughs) <laughs> I doubt that. Um, <laughs> but also, like, there's no wrong answer. Like, if you taste manure, maybe that's what's in there. I don't know. <laughs> if new ma- if new winemaking yields manure palate flavors, I think I'd stick to the old world. Like, go. You know how, like, in craft beer, though, that's, like, one of the things that's taking over now. And it's, like, stale hay, manure. I, it's all shit just... Shit like that. Actual shit. Yeah. People just need to stick with adjectives that don't, you know, equate to defecation. So first of all, what are we seeing? What's our color? Oh, yeah, here? yeah, yeah. I almost think of like a ruby color, like a like a ruby gemstone. Oh, I like that. Uh it's got it's not overwhelmingly like dark and brooding, which like right. I, it's very appealing. Stick your nose in there. What do you smell? Mm. I mean, I definitely smell the alcohol on there a little bit, but I also oh, get good. some a little bit of like blackberry, some dark berry scent. Okay. Cool. It's a little bit of fruity, but there's almost kind of a floral note to it as well. Okay. It's, the smell is appealing. Can you consult the bottle and tell us what the ABV is? Oh, yes. Uh, it's 13.5. Ooh. Okay. Again, Merlot's not my go-to grape either, but um, yeah. Can I give it a go and see? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think you have to. Mm. Do it for all of us. Ooh. Okay. Okay. It's soft. It's a very like mm, soft okay. medium, um, medium red. It's giving me a nice little warm boost, but that's probably because there's nothing in my <laughs> stomach right now. <laughs> I was gonna say when you uh, break your fast with wine, it's right? <laughs> I mean, sometimes I mean, hard to say what the profile really is. But no one's really surprised by that. Let's be honest. Oh no, no. Mm. I feel like that's gonna be a theme every day. Like, well, oh. this is Tommy's breakfast, so yeah. <laughs> let's see how it goes. Well, it's only like 140 calories times two. It's it's works. You know, a smoothie would be more. Oh, that's true. So actually, this is really healthy. Exactly. Red wine's good for the I'm not a nutritionist, but... It's definitely, um, like I said, medium-bodied. There's a little bit of moisture wicking, so it's tending toward the drier side, which on the nose, you're getting a little bit more of that fruit. So there's kind of a nice balance in terms of the nose-to-mouth feel what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting a little bit of a cherry. Okay. You know how Merlot is often kind of like almost silky in how it feels? Is that yes, happening? Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's like a soft, round um, mouthfeel to it. It's um, gotcha. It's very pleasant, which is exciting. But often Merlot has kind of the reputation of being just like a blah grape. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's polarizing in a lot of ways. They talk about the sideways effect from the movie oh, yeah. and all that other stuff. And it's a little bit generational, too, you know? Totally. I feel like everyone in our parents' generation loves a Merlot. You can still get really amazing Merlot, but I think it was one of those grapes that was overproduced for a while. And mm. there was just a lot of shitty Merlot that kind of made its way onto the market and then it got a negative reputation. But it, from what I'm tasting here, um, I wouldn't say that it's the most nuanced wine that I've ever had. Uh, but it's definitely pleasant. Okay. Um, I wouldn't be mad about drinking a bottle of this by any means. It's got a really great, great mouthfeel, which is probably what I'm enjoying most about it. 
Um, okay. That little bit of acidity that's uh, wicking away some of the moisture in my mouth is delicious. This is really hard to watch you drink wine while I'm not. I don't <laughs> envy you or your position in this partnership at the moment. This because... is rough. <laughs> I think, okay, if I were to pair this with food, let's talk about this. Holiday season. Okay. I'm cracking open day two. What am I making for dinner? Um, honestly, because of its even keeled notes uh, and a little bit of like fruit on it, I would st- like barbecue. You know what? On the um, the information that they provided on this, they do indeed say pass the barbecue. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad yep. that me and whoever wrote the description are striking the same chord for whatever reason. <laughs> and I can always smell barbecue from here because there's a restaurant smoking meat right outside my window so it's almost like i'm having it right now but not (laughs) quite yeah well so far um day one and day two have both been very pleasant in terms of uh, our adventure and uh i'm enjoying myself so far sorry that you can't be joining me lucy Mm, yeah i'm having so much fun though (laughs) i love water I was kind of looking at the bottle here, and I was trying to think of a Christmas tie-in that we have for the holiday season to talk about a little bit. And, okay. uh, you know, since it is uh, the wallflower wine, the uh, portrait of a wallflower, I'm going to give you the portrait of a Christmas flower. And do you know what the oh! Christmas flower is? Oh, um, it's the red poinsettia. Is it, is it pronounced poinsettia or is it pronounced poinsettia? I don't know. I've heard both, and I don't know which is correct. I meant to look it up, and then I forgot, so... I feel like most people say poinsettia. Right. So I don't know if it's a really quick poinsettia. Poinsettia. Oh, gosh. If you know the answer to this question, please do a vocal (laughs) recording of yourself and correct us. Help (laughs) us! So, uh, do you know where this flower is actually from? I don't. I think they're beautiful, though. I shouldn't even call it a flower, because it's actually... It has a flower, but it's not the red petals that you think of those are actually leaves those are leaves yeah Mm, and the flower is like the small little nubbin in the center of it all Um, but they're actually native to central america particularly southern mexico okay and uh the origin of kind of how they became the christmas flower is kind of cool um so it's actually based on an old mexican legend Mm -hmm. and there was a young girl named pepita hi Hi, Pepita. pepita And she was sad that she didn't have a gift to leave for the baby Jesus for the Christmas Eve services. Oh, yeah, that sucks. I know, right? Talk about, you know, not coming prepared to the party. It's like not having cookies for Santa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, do you need to leave this stuff to, like, get something in return? I don't know. I assume. Why would you do it otherwise? Exactly. (laughs) So her cousin (laughs) said that, um, you know, Jesus would just love any present from her. It doesn't matter. Even the smallest one. So okay. then she didn't have any money to, like, buy a gift. So she actually just picked a bouquet of weeds when she walked past that she walked past on the way to the church. And when she got there, she left the weeds at the bottom of the nativity scene. And then the weeds transformed into a beautiful bouquet of red flowers, which we know as Aww. the poinsettia. That never happens to the weeds that I pull. But OK. Maybe it's because Jesus loves her and not you. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... The kind of modern incarnation, like that's the origin story, but like they got their American name Poinsettia or Poinsetta from Joel Roberts Ponset or Poinset. And mm. he was the first U.S. ambassador to Mexico. And oh. he kind of brought them over and they didn't really become like a Christmas thing, though, which I thought this was interesting until the Eki family, um, I think E-C-K-E, they uh, started promoting them. 
um, and they would uh, send free poinsettia plants to TV studios across the country, like The Tonight Show and the Bob Hope Holiday Special. And then this uh, like caught on. And now, mm. as a result of kind of their pushing the poinsettia situation, they've become like one of the most popular plants sold in the U.S. Wow, the power of marketing. I know. And uh, I don't know if you know this. Congress declared December 12th to be National Poinsettia Day. And oh. uh, it actually falls on the anniversary of Poinsett's death. So. Oh. I know. Wow. There is a very common misconception about poinsettias, and I'm curious if you know what it is. Do people think they're poisonous? Yes, exactly. So there's been a long kind of withstanding thing that people think that poinsettias are poisonous, and it is actually not? not true. Oh. They don't encourage you to start eating the leaves and stuff like that. <laughs> Oops, too late. <laughs> It could cause possible indigestion and diarrhea, but like mm. in the research that I did, they said that a kid could eat 500 poinsettias oh. and still not have any adverse effects. So You hear that, kids? Yeah. <laughs> have mommy buy you a bunch of poinsettias and get chomping. <laughs> Merry Christmas. There is this whole idea, like when you do break them, uh, they ooze kind of this milky sap. Oh. And maybe this is where it comes from. Some people, if they get that sap or whatever else on their skin, they'll have kind of an allergic reaction to it a little bit. Oh. But that same milky sap is latex. What? It's the same kind of property that is associated with latex because huh. poinsettias are related to the rubber tree, which is where we get latex from. That's funny, because when you were saying a milky sap on your skin, I was thinking that kind of sounds jizz-like. But if it's really more like latex, it's actually the condom. So the moral of the story is that everybody's allergic to safe sex. Is that what you're saying? I refuse to respond to that question. <laughs> anyway, keep your milky white substances to yourself. <laughs> God, if I had a nickel for every time I was told that. <laughs> So, today we've learned about the portrait of a wallflower Merlot and a Christmas flower. Yeah, so it's, it was a very floral day, too, including uh, the nose scent coming off of the wine. So that was kind of fun. Great. So, as always, uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Join us again tomorrow for day three of our wine adventure. Follow us on all the social medias at WWWining. And please send us an email, especially if you know how to say poinsettia, poinsettia, or if you want to talk about some of these wines. Yeah. Are you liking this? Are you hating this? Send us an email, wwwwining at gmail.com. And keep all of your milky white substances to yourself. This has been a Tom C. Lucaitis production in association with Double Daddy Studios. Thank you for enjoying this podcast responsibly. Like, I don't know how I sound. I know. That's okay. Probably like a little whiny bitch. <laughs> the Lucy Zucaitis story. <laughs> Probably a little whiny bitch. Because whenever we're just like dicking around, we can do it. Right. But then we can't when the pressure's on. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. What does that say? <laughs> That you and I suffer from severe amounts of performance anxiety? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Well, just say we're, we're going to be the new poster couple for Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> Goals. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they'd give us some good money, so that'd be fun. I'm happy to be on a poster for anything at this point, really. I mean, maybe not like, you know, racism or murder, but...
Depends on the kind of murder, though. Like, is it sexy intrigue murder? I was thinking shaken baby syndrome for you, so. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Does anyone need a babysitter? 